one. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And if you're tuning in to the YouTube version, you can see that Drew has added some uh, some artwork to the mix. Uh, is that you running out onto the field? Is, 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 are you in the mix there? I am. So that was, it's actually, so the guy who did this, it's a, he painted over a picture. Okay. Um, and so this was from the last out of the 2005 World Series, but we've got sitting coach Adrian Alaniz. Okay. Leading the charge, Ken Kasparic, Jordan Street, little brother of Houston Street, and one of my best friends on the team, uh, my roommate Todd Gilfillan, and Calvin Beeman, who I believe, I know at one point he was a softball coach at South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, Kyle McCulloch feature or former first quite rounder. the list yeah i'm yeah. i'm jealous you know i i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh you know the setting that people have now on their video podcasts and stuff like that so yeah if you tune into youtube you can see the beautiful um what do we call that watercolor watercolor artwork i, I don't know it's very mm, I vibrant think it's, it's probably a different name yeah. because it was painted over a picture okay there must I don't know, but it's a guy named Tucker Max who did it. Okay. He's like a famous artist. He did it for Augie. So oh, nice. And then Augie gave me this. So yeah, very, very cool, very but, cool. So some, uh, it's it's added some energy um, to the video portion uh, of the yeah. podcast. So I was telling Drew before we got on here, like I'm gonna have to move rooms eventually because Jack will be moving into this room once the second child arrives, and it's like I'm trying to think of where I'm going to record now. Can I add anything? Like I've got some pretty cool um stuff that i want to use but it's like we're in the house and i i don't know it's just it's it's chaos trying to prep for for a second child and, and rearranging things and everything else but yeah uh we'll get there we'll get there uh just fair warning in about a month maybe a little less maybe a little more um you're probably going to hear me very tired and and i'll look very tired once the second child arrives soon so we're kind of at the one month mark but uh, well, first, before we get to the games that we saw last night and some of the results across the state, some uh, really, really good games and a lot of drama um, throughout regions and classifications and everything. Do you have anything you need to get off your chest? Do, do you, is there a Jimbo? Do you have, need to have a Jimbo moment here where something you've had a lot of things brewing and you just somebody likes to match and it pushes you over the limit and you just got to get it all out there. Like, you know, is there anything you need to, uh, you need to get off your chest there? Like, uh, it, has anybody accused you of anything recently? And, uh, you just feel like you've got to put them on blast. No, uh, well, not, not that I know of, <laughs> um, there I'm probably missing something like normal, but, uh, no, I mean, nothing, nothing comes to mind. Uh, Brooks and I've been trying to put together, uh, the schedule for the collegiate league. Um, and that's a challenge, like shout out to Ryan Brewer, because he does most of the scheduling for all of our big events and anybody that does scheduling for these major events, like that is, that's a skill. Oh yeah. Um, and, and an art and an art because you're dodging, um, requests needs field acquisition i mean it's a it's a full-time gig but luckily luckily ryan handles the brunt of it for our big tournaments but yeah brooks and i've been uh, 
you know, playing with stuff on the schedule deal online. And it is no joke. Like that's, there, it is not a task to be taken lightly, especially when you're spread out all over the Metroplex for the college league. And, with, yeah. you know, teams that have coaches that coach other teams so they can only play certain nights in certain areas. And it's a, it's a puzzle. It's yeah. A puzzle. Yeah. I was always amazed when I, I first started in, in watching Nick Tim's work at the laptop, whenever weather would hit at like premier rice or something like that. And you've got to adjust the schedules on the fly and everything. It's, it is absolutely a skill and it also requires a unique amount of patience um, and things like that. So, uh, but no, for anybody that's been living under a rock, I was referencing the, the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban college football duel that's happening, which I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, yeah. I've, I covered college athletics for 15 years, never seen anything like it ever. Uh, it was, Ooh, Jimbo had some things brewing and, uh, you know, kind of reminded me of like, if you worked at a previous job and you just didn't really like your boss and like, you were at like a, a, a mutual, like get together at like a happy hour or something. And like the boss cracked a joke about you and you just like had this cathartic, like, well, screw you. And I hate you. And you're, you're, you know, you're a narcissist and you're a miserable person. And I, you like, you went on this trip and cheated on your wife. And like, it was like, oh, Jimbo just had, let it all out. And it's just like, wow. Okay. I uh, had some things brewing there, but I've well, just, I, I've never, ever, ever seen anything like what happened. And like, in hindsight, you think of what Nick Saban was saying about the NIL and like, you know, he said that they used NIL to buy the recruiting class. And I love that in the midst of Jimbo just shredding arguably the greatest college football coach of all time and basically calling him a cheater and narcissist, everything else. He mixes in there very discreetly. I don't know what our collectives do with NIL. It's like, well, that's what Saban was talking about. Like, you know, like that's that was the whole point of his comment. So what 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 do you like? I, I get he just he challenged your program's honor, but like that was what he was talking about, and you distance yourself from that entire process. So I guess oh, I don't know. It was if, to watch that from afar, I've never seen anything like that in my in my life. I don't know if I ever just, will. The, the, the best part, like, you know, anytime something like this happens now, just the, the social media blitz on like memes and, and just people piling on. Oh yeah. One, one of the funniest ones I saw was like one, I think it was one of the Clint Lamb's an Alabama guy, right? Isn't he a, doesn't he cover Alabama? Anyways, Clint Lamb, he said, okay, so you're saying that you have never cheated Although you work for this guy that supposedly cheats, yeah. has always cheated. Yeah. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, but I thought that was, I thought that was pretty Somebody, funny, but, somebody um, had the one where it was a picture of Jimbo and it's, I did not have financial relations. Yeah. With those yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's perfect. Like you, you yeah. can't top that, but oh man, it just, man, anytime, anytime someone's making some like, definitive i never or this has never happened or this does i mean like that that's a red flag for me yes but, you know you know that's, that's the old I, I used to produce um when i worked at it used to be espn austin now it's the horn i, I did chad hastings and jeff ketchum's show forever and that was one of chad's golden rules when these coaches would get to these settings is don't ever be definitive 
Because if you are, you better be without a shadow of a doubt, 100% certain that you are telling the yeah. truth. Yep. Um, because if there are any skeletons in that closet, um, somebody might find them. And it's going to make those <laughs> quotes look, uh, look uh, very, 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 uh, very poor. Um, so, yeah, I, it's just... And I, I, I mean, it was fascinating. I've just never seen anything like it. And that I love that somebody got a quote from Lane Kiffin, and he was like, "It's the first time in my life I've ever been speechless." Which, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you've ever followed Lane Kiffin, um, it's uh, that's 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 quite the statement for sure. But yeah, hey, shout out to the SEC and uh, Texas will be joining that mix soon, and so Oklahoma as well. And uh, it's just kind of a, it's a. Uh, I don't even like the league of no mercy is a it's yeah. you can't even call it that for football. It's got to be something else uh, because it's, it's beyond the league of no mercy like it is in baseball. But speaking of baseball, we both saw some playoff games last night. Um, I went to uh, what's kind of turned into a home away from home in one of my favorite parks, uh, dripping Springs to see Lake Travis uh, in San Antonio Clark play. A uh, really competitive game that Lake Travis ended up winning five to one was scoreless for a while. Uh, Lake Travis starter, Ethan Calder, left-handed pitcher, Baylor signee, kind of a do-it-all guy. I think he's more of a position player to the next level. Uh, carried a no-hitter into the fourth inning, but um, impressive on the mound. Three strikes, 84, 86 miles an hour. Changeup mixed in against righties. Uh, the breaking ball was, was the weapon. Um, sharp, tight, short break. Um, gave some hitters in the Clark lineup some issues there, but um, it was kind of the usual suspects for Lake Travis late in the game. Caden Kent second hit um, was an RBI knock, a hard line drive to put Lake Travis up two nothing. And then with the bases loaded in two outs, Cole Johnson cleared the bases with a, a three RBI double down the right field line. Um, he continues cool GPA? To, yeah. He continues to have a really, really strong, not just season, but, but playoffs. I feel like every, every time Lake Travis wins a playoff game, um, he's a big part of that process. And then Caden Kent came in. Um, Clark loaded the bases. five. They were down 5-1 in the seventh. They loaded the bases with no outs. Um, and, and Lake Travis called on Caden Kent to come in. Um, and he ended up getting a fly-out, strikeout, fly-out to end the game and strained all three runners on base. Uh, just kind of speaks to the competitor he is. Wasn't really bothered at all uh, by that moment. So really good game, competitive game. Um, Anthony Silver for Clark kind of got those guys going late with a really hard line drive single, kind of pumped some confidence um, into that lineup. Um, but really was just kind of Ethan Calder really um, had the Clark lineups number. And then the big guy, big bats came through late to put Lake Travis ahead one, nothing in that series. But um, that, that should be a, that'll be a fun one because I imagine Jake Neely will throw at some point, maybe today. Um, and then meanwhile, Lake Travis still has OJ Gonzalez waiting and Jackson Baker, if they need to go to him, um, they, they've got some pitching depth to use there and what should be a really competitive series. But that's kind of the theme across the state is a, a lot of really, really competitive games uh, between some big time matchups. Yeah. And I got to see one of those two uh, with Rockwall versus Waxahachie and it lived up to the billing. Um, you know, you had a good successful Rockwall team matched up with Jared Thomas uh, who missed a good chunk of the year and he's just been lights out in the playoffs Um I mean, he threw back-to-back no-hitters at one point, and, you know, he was as advertised. You know, I think there's some question for some now. I mean, it's even creeping in if he can pitch at the next level. Mm -hmm. You know, we know he can hit. Um, I think that's what most pro scouts view him as, but there's some pitchability, and he's competitive, and you just know what you're going to get with him. He's just a winner. 
Um, and he battled, I mean, literally battled the whole way through and had to leave the game because of a pitch count um, at in the top of the eighth and bases loaded one out next batter, Mac Rose, who ended up getting the win on the mound for Rockwall hits a, a ball down the first baseline and clears the bases for a three run double. Um, and obviously that was the deciding factor with the score being four to one, but you know, I mean, it was literally like you could see Rockwall strategizing, counting pitches almost to like know when he was going to yeah. be out of the game. And it ended up being a huge factor. Um, but Jared battled his guts out. Um, really proud of him. Just great, great career for that kid. Just special kid. Um, guy that you can't help but root for when you watch him. Um, but, and he almost, if the wind hadn't been blowing straight in, he could have ended the game in the bottom of the seventh with two outs and what could have been a walk-off bomb because he got it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just crushed a ball that ended up getting caught about like mid center field (laughs) because the wind was blowing so hard. Um, and I was sitting, sitting with the scout who was there and we were, we, he was like, should they walk him? Should they walk him? And I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't walk him with this wind. If the wind wasn't blowing, I, I might think about it. But so that, le- that leads before we get back into the game. Which do you think is a bigger sign of respect? I think we've had this conversation. Walking, well, this is, let's talk about this later, but I just want to pose the question so we go back to it. Okay. What is a bigger sign of respect to a hitter? getting walked with the bases loaded, getting intentionally walked with bases loaded or getting intentionally walked with nobody on. That's, that's my question. So we get, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it, but um, some other stuff good happened in the game. You know, uh, so Cade Crossland started the game for Rockwall was really sharp. Um, Zone changed a little bit in about the third or fourth <laughs> inning and kind of started squeezing <laughs> in happens. and out. Um, but he made, he made some pitches that looked like they could have been strikes. And, you know, at the same time, Jared made some on the other side that were probably um, contested, uh, we'll say, by the uh, Waxahachie fans and dugout and players. Um, but so ultimately, Rockwall brings in macros with bases loaded, no outs in the fourth. Um, the, one of the first, maybe in the first pitch, do the first or second pitch and he, and keep in mind, he came in from catching. So didn't go warm up at all. Just went catcher straight to the mound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the first pitches he threw is a pass ball and it was a far backstop and the kid, I don't know what happened. I feel bad for him. He just didn't see it. And that felt like a huge play in the game because the next guy, um, I think flew out and didn't end up getting the run in next guy got out then with two outs jared thomas got a a bases loaded single through the through the six hole um and then rockwell ended up throwing out the runner to keep it at a one-to-one game um and so they stayed at one one all the way till the top of the eighth and um just a good baseball um it was it was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, Rockwall opened up the scoring with uh, Tyler Rollins walked uh, Tate Sloan, who you know we'll go back to him in a second. But he got he got a base hit to score that first run in the second to make it one zero. But Tate Sloan's a guy like that we talk about a lot. That you know he's he may not be one of the headline guys in a program, but like he's been on varsity for a while. He's got experience, and he just always in the right place. 
right? You know, he, he's those, he's one of those role players that we talk about that teams that win have to have, you know, he ends up coming up with big hits. He can play multiple positions. He's played second, he's played third, he's pitched um, just a winning ball player. And he's just one of those guys that contributes to teams that make it this far in the playoffs. But um, Braden Randall had two hits, um, had a, he of course had, he did. Yeah, he was he he hit a, one ball through the uh through the four hole and then another one um another one to center that the center fielder dove and couldn't come up with it in the top of the eighth that ended up being a big play. But um but yeah, so it was you know the guys that you expected to show up and perform did um and Rockwall came out with the win. But Waxahachie battle, man, they they have a lot to be proud of. Um, they they fought and. It was a it was a good game and it it, it stinks that there was that it's a one game series because that's yeah. a game that you'd want to go back and watch the rest of it but you can feel you can feel the tension from pitch one in those one game series it's a lot mm-hmm. different than a three game series oh yeah for sure you know and you know you have two good pitchers and Rockwell used both of their starters in that game mm-hmm. um, and you can throw the kitchen had, sink and, at it and yeah it's just every yeah. pitch it has a little different anxiety level to it. <laughs> Yeah. And Mac was, man, that, that was the best I've seen him on the mound. He was attacking from the get-go up to 92. Um, good breaking ball. Um, and, you know, shout out to, um, to uh, Jake Overstreet who came in to catch because he, he's a sophomore catcher for Rockwell that can really, really catch. And, you know, he subs in and out with Mac when Mac catches, but, you know, he came in from right field to go straight, straight behind the plate and, you know, that's not the easiest thing to do in the world, um, but he's he's an exciting young player. Uh, Pearson Reebok got on base. Um, so, yeah, you, you saw all the guys that you expected to do well for Rockwell do it, and ultimately they came out the win. So now they now they get to sit back and watch and see who they play between the Woodlands and Grand Oaks. And Woodlands won last night without Sharp on the mound. So Ooh, Grand yes. Oaks has a tough hill to climb if they want to face Rockwell in the next round. But, yeah. Who did um, Grand Oaks throw last night? Was it – I think that Hudson. Was, it Hudson, was yeah. it Hudson Hamilton? Yeah. yeah that's, and, that's, their, that's their dude on the mound. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, that's a tough challenge if, if they've got Sharp waiting with the, with the 1-0 lead. Yeah, I was looking at it. It's, um, you know – uh, if, if Rockwall probably doesn't want to go for the one gamer uh, next next time, if they get that uh, get that option, but yeah, well, yeah, so I was wondering. Threw, like, Woodlands threw. I think they won last night with Ethan Cornell, who's a oh okay HBU yeah commit. HBU commit really good changeup. The guy can pitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they, the Woodlands is. I, I saw them when I went to go see Sharp. They've 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 got a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that'd be a fascinating matchup if they come out of there um, against Rockwell. Well, it's, it's funny because so Rockwell plays the winner of that series. And then Heath got a one game last night and uh-huh. they won. Johnny Lowe was really good again. Um, he's just a competitor, man. Just that guy just wins baseball games. It's just what he does. Um, and so but they face up with the winner of Oak Ridge and Tomball. And Oak Ridge won game one last night, I saw. But so you've got two teams that are five miles apart that have to go play Houston teams next week to potentially play each other in the regional finals again, which is what happened last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, still a long way to go with that, but yeah, some other interesting scores up, up here in Dallas, um, Forney beat Corsicana in a one game. I'm assuming Aiden Sims through that game. Uh, but, uh, 
they'll match up with the winner of the Lone Star Lovejoy series. And Dominique Reed got the win last night over Lovejoy. So Ooh, Jack that's Lynch, that's yeah. a good lineup, man. That's a good yeah, lineup. So, to, to so yeah, right. And so Jack Livingstone will go tonight to try to even things up. But you know, I that whoever comes out of that series playing 40 next week. I mean, if they get a one game with like, you know, either Dominic Reed versus Aiden Sims or, or Jack Livingstone versus Aiden Sims like that, that could be a fun matchup. Um, but yeah. I, and I guess Coppell beat Prosper game one. Um, so that'll be a, should be a TJ Pompey versus Lucas Davenport tonight. Matchup. Yeah. That, that'll be good. Yes. Uh, Katie, my guy Lucas Moore, junior right-handed pitcher, uncommitted. He threw his third straight playoff shutout um, <laughs> to, to get them in, out in front one nothing. I saw uh, Caden Ferraro, a guy that we've talked about that we, we like and brought up before the season, hit two homers last night um, as Perlin beat Clear Creek 3-2 to two to go out in front one nothing in that series. And then um, Carter Groen, a guy that I saw um, very briefly, went out to go see Ridgepoint the second time. Uh, he had an absolute bomb that game when I saw him. Big physical guy. Um, he had a, another walk off hit to beat Tompkins. Um, hand Tompkins two to one uh, defeat, and now Tompkins, you know, for the first time um, in a long time, actually lost a game. Um, that Ridge Point team, I, I've said it before, man, they can they can swing it. I know it was just a two to one game last night, but top to bottom, that lineup, um, they can they can swing the bats for sure. I wonder if. Um, I wonder who threw for Ridgepoint last night. If it was a, uh, if it was Jack, what's his name? The lefty committed Texas. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he, when I saw him, um, it's 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 lively stuff that can miss bats for sure. Um, and then you kind of you look at the you mentioned the Lone Star and over Lovejoy in the five A. I saw Lake Creek one, um, Brenham out 10 to one win in the first game of that series. I'm actually going to go see the second game of that series tonight um, in Brenham call uh, it against college station. Um, that one kind of surprised me that it was not that, that Brenham won, but 10 to one. So I know the kind of pitching that that college station has um, in that rotation for sure. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, Bernie keeps winning. I saw they won 14, 14, one down in four a Orangefield won 10, 12 to six against Livingston. A lot of really, really exciting stuff going around. But now back to your question. I mean, sitting 12 no 12 over Needville. How did you see? How many, did you see? Did you see those bombs they hit? Uh, um, Ryland Galvan hit a monster tank to left. Renee Galvan is apparently the first person to ever clear the monster in center field at the field. Dude, he has at. some, he has some bat speed, man. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. It's different. Like he unleashes some bat speed and, and yeah, you sent me that. And I was like, I could not believe that he hit that ball where he did. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then Blake Mitchell with the two run home run. I think yeah, it was, it, his was the left center. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. And uh, Jaquai was on the mound and, and pitched him to victory there. But um, yeah, I saw some of those highlights and it's like, Oh my gosh, the balls they hit. Like, I don't know what the wind was doing down there, if it was doing anything at all. Like, like my game was like your game. It was blowing, like, especially from left straight in. You were not hitting anything out of, of Dripping Springs last night. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, those were some, uh, some impressive highlights for sure. But I, I think the greater sign of respect for a hitter is if you get walked with the bases loaded. 
You're forcing in a run. I you're I hear, put I you are that. you you are putting a run for sure on the scoreboard. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> the, the name of the game I, the run prediction. I, like not I, I understand runs. that. I understand that. But there are times where that is more of a strategic play than just a sign of respect, right? Because right? you're giving up one, you know, you're avoiding possibly two, three, or four, right? So there's times where it's just strategic and it's smart and it's not as not the ultimate sign of respect that walking you with nobody on would be. Because in my opinion, if you're walking somebody with nobody on, you are conceding that they were going to hit a home run. That's the only outcome you're trying to prevent by walking them. Right? Yeah, I, I guess. I just think that in no offense to the coaches that have done that, but I, I just think that it's just silly to walk somebody with the base, with nobody on base. But it's sometimes smart. Why? 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 Why is it smart? Like, okay, like let's just the obvious one. Let's just go back to Bonds, right? Bonds in his heyday. If you walk, I mean, he was probably going to hit a home run, right? Or walk. Okay, right. So they they let they gave up the run because that was probably the the least damage that it could do right so it's strategic and it's smart and they're both really gigantic signs of respect but i think that if you're walking somebody with nobody on that you are flat out conceding that they were going to hit a home run uh, i i think that you're just i think if you do that you're saying that there is a chance that they'd hit a home run, not conceding that they would do it. You just think that there was a, a possibility that, I, like, you're putting a run on the scoreboard if you walk a guy off the bases loaded. Right, but it's strategic and it can be the smart play. Yeah, no, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that, but it's a much bigger sign of respect if you're putting a run on the scoreboard as opposed I- to a guy with, uh, with nobody on base. I disagree. I don't think it's a sign of respect if you do it with nobody on base. I think it's just. It's a, not. It's a, it's a cut. Well, not compared to the bases. I think it's just a, a coach waving the white flag. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're, just, you're, go, just go to first base. We know yeah, because you're going to like, hit a home run. <laughs> I, but you're not. Yeah, you know, like, like the win probability of that situation or the, the run, the run scoring context. I, I need to go find my book by Tom Tango who breaks it all down with every situation, the probability that a run will score based on who's on on base, whatever. But like you're, you're not only are you putting a run on the scoreboard, like you're not, you're not getting out. You're not improving your, like your environment for preventing runs are still the bases loaded. I mean, but you, you can be, if the player that's behind them is lesser, you are improving. You are improving. uh, You're, uh, I don't know. Like you're putting a guy on base with, with nobody on that's that to me is like, okay. Like you don't have any confidence in your pitcher. You're waving the white flag, like, because the guy's good. Like, there's no guarantee that that run scores. Right. 
I, I, yeah. I walking a guy off the bases loaded to me is like the ultimate like bow down. Let's roll off the red carpet for you as you go down first base because we're actually willing to put a run on your on your side of the scoreboard um, and put you on first base in that situation. Um, so I don't think I've seen anybody get walked to the bases loaded this year. I've seen a, I've seen a few intentional walks. No. Oh, in sure. high school. Yeah, in high school. Oh, I was gonna say because Joe Madden, how did the, the Angels do it? Yeah, like yeah, third, Joe Madden did it. Third, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and the reaction of his team was was priceless. And yeah. um, I, I don't think anybody else has done it this year. You know, the most famous one was the Showalter one with with Barry Bonds. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's just the type of stuff that uh, that we think about on here. But um, yeah, some really interesting, exciting games around the state. Um, where are you headed uh, tonight? Where do, where are you? Um, probably more than likely either Coppell and Prosper or Lovejoy. Um, yeah, Lovejoy and and Lone Star. It's tough to turn down those okay. uh, those pitching matchups. Um, I saw Reagan beat Smithson Valley two to one last night. Um, yeah, whenever you get like two like really 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 big time guys on the mound. Um, especially in a playoff setting, that's just, that's, that's a lot of fun, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see, uh, where it's, you know, kind of look at these brackets now it's, it's fun to look at them and kind of project who could play who. And, um, uh, as things start winding down here and, um, you know, it could be the potential for some rivalry type games down the road, um, in, uh, in all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, and oh, yeah, you mentioned him earlier. Shout out to our guy Brooks. It's his birthday today, right? It is his birthday. His yeah, wife's happy- birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Cassie! Definitely. And and for Brooks, to Brooks's defense, he knows which one's more important because we were talking about we were talking about what games we were going to earlier in the week, and he said, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be out on Thursday. It's Cassie's <laughs> birthday. He's like, Friday, Friday, nobody cares. You yeah, know, but yeah, yeah. That's yeah, smart. So. That's yeah. Those, those are the things that, uh, yeah, those are the things that, that we do now. Like I let Liz sleep, uh, sleep in today, um, oh. handled all the morning stuff with Jack and everything like that. So that's um, every day in our house. Really? Oh yeah. You're I'm, an early I'm, riser though. Like, yeah, no, I'm getting, no. I'm getting better, but now like, I don't know what's going on with our dog, but he like wants to get out of the bed in the middle of the night now and all sort of stuff. And He's been waking me up and I, I don't, I can't quite figure out what's, what's going on with him. I think he's starting to get to the point where he knows there's another human being in the house. Cause when we go stay at my grandparents' house, it's like my bed, grandma's bed, grandpa, like he just roams throughout the night, sleeping different places. So I guess that's kind of what's going on with him. Or maybe he's just trying to prep me for a second child waking me up at random hours in the middle of the night. So um, he could be, uh, he could be looking out for me for sure. But um Anything else you got? Any more, any more Jimbo Saban hot takes? Or um, I got my Red Sox shirt on today. Trevor Story, three homers, four hit night, seven RBI, and a steal. That'll make your fantasy lineups look really yeah. good for the week, for sure. Yeah, I've got a pitching matchup question for you whenever we're okay. done here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On the fantasy side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Our, 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 our guy Cole listens, so I can't, I can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. He, I can't give anything away. Well, just tell me ahead of time and then we can give the wrong advice on air 
and then just Ooh. like purposely, you know. Well, with all the fantasy sharks that we have listening, you don't want to be giving out intentional wrong <laughs> advice for your uh, yeah. Everybody tunes in. Everybody tunes in to hear hear uh, hear my fantasy advice. I I know I know Cole sits in there listening to it for for that very reason. Um, and yeah, so we can't. Gotta be careful what we say with him. Yeah, listening. we're we're not gonna we we won't we won't uh, bore the audience by talking about my teams, but um, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty strong start so far. Well, fingers crossed. I, <clears throat> I, um, I made some I made some big trades uh, about two weeks ago, and okay. they have paid off. Good. Um, yeah, no, trading links are yeah trading links are just a, a it's another beast. Yeah, I so I traded. I traded um, Freddie Freeman away for Aaron Judge and Tanner Houck. Now Houck needs to figure out a role. To, well, to they figured it out. out. His role was last. That's his role now, which was last night. Okay, man. which I think is that's better for fantasy value. Yeah, because now he's going to have an opportunity to get the win. Every time he's he's in the game, I think, because he's yeah. going to be a piggyback guy. Yeah. Um, which is how they should use him, because he can't get through a lineup three times. He just doesn't have the stuff to do it or the control or the command. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, that's – that's. I mean, Judge and Freeman alone is almost even. You know, Freeman yeah. late first, early second pick, and Judge kind of in that, you know, that two, three type range. So that's on its own. is It's pretty close in value. Um, and God, it's, it's, it's annoying how good the Yankees are right now. I mean, they're just, well, one of my big, one level. of my best pickups, one of my best pickups all year was Clay Holmes. I got yes. Clay Holmes on waivers and he is. Yeah. A you're in a, cause you're a points league, right? I'm points league. Yeah. 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 Cause he's in my, he's in my main event team. Cause I'm desperate for saves and I'm kind of hoping that, um, he'll fall into a couple cause they were winning so many games, but um, Rodas Chapman is not looked very good. I know he's got a super long leash uh, with the closer role in, in New York, but he's just not really looked like himself. Strikeout rate, rate is way down. Walks are up. Velocity really fluctuating. Um, kind of curious to see when what ends up happening with him. But um, not, my, hey, my so my other my other big trade. This was a blockbuster with our boy Cody, but I got. Ty France, okay. Seiya Suzuki, who has okay. rookie keeper value for next nice. year. Um, let's see. Garrett Whitlock, okay. For um, let's see, who do I give up? Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but Cody was sick about it, and C- Cody is like notorious in our league for um winning trades and exploiting rules and loopholes and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And he still hasn't gotten over it. Like it's, it's bothered him to part ways with, with some of the guys that he did. So I feel pretty good about that. If, if it doesn't even turn out to be good, just the fact that it made him squirm a little bit is, uh, is worth it. So Suzuki being a keeper, I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. And Whitlock, Whitlock will have, rookie keeper status and i think that they've got him in the role he's being now i mean he's a he's a starter like it might be five innings most times because his splits are kind of um 
But still, I mean, I think that he's going to have an opportunity to get wins, ratios, strikeouts. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he looks like he's, he's got a chance to be, be the real deal there. But, yeah, hopefully yeah. my Red Sox turn it around because right now they are 12 games back of the Yankees. Ugh. Ew. Yeah. Seven games back of the Rays and four games back of the Blue Jays and only one and a half games ahead of the Orioles. It's been a, been a tough year. Been a tough year for the Red Sox. Been a tough year for the Rangers so far. Tigers are supposed to be the good. Rangers are, the, the Rangers are there. They've ticked up though. They, I mean, they, they just have. came off of sweeping, yeah. sweeping the, the Angels, but they're just going to be competitive and get like, you know, they're going to be competitive, finish, finish. Yeah. Middle, I mean, they still they have a negative bottom. differential. And, yeah. yeah. Middle, they'll finish middle, bottom of the pack and get a worse draft spot, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, but at least they're trying now. Last year they weren't even trying. Yeah, uh, with the product they put on the field last year, I mean, they could have. They had some room to, you know, because especially if they were putting some money away to go after Story late, like they had some room. They're missing. If they had a left fielder and one more starting pitcher, they could have been a lot more competitive. Right. You know, whatever. It is. Yeah, it doesn't help that uh, Marcus Simeon right now is. Um, he has a negative war, negative 0.4, and he's the second lowest guy in baseball in weighted runs created at 40. Oh, man, that's uh, that's tough. And so he kind of did this in Oakland when he was playing for a contract. He really pressed a lot because um, he's a guy that's like really cares a lot, but yeah, that's uh, that's tough. He won't be this bad all year, but man, it's uh. Already 157 plate appearances. Gonna have to wear that one for a while. And uh, by the way, how about Ivan Melendez hit another homer last night? What is that? 27. 27. Creeping so, up on Kyle Russell, our guy Kyle <laughs> Russell. So the craziest thing to me about what Texas has done in the home run department is they shattered the school record um, a, a while ago. Yeah, and for home runs in a season. And Ivan is, you know, creeping up there in numbers. <clears throat> They're getting close to being able to subtract his home runs and still have broken the record. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. So, anyways, we're boring people now. So Yeah, yeah, I know. Just uh, a, lot, a lot of baseball going on, a lot of baseball in the brain. But <clears throat> thanks for tuning in and listening. This is episode 66. Get to Apple Podcasts or if you're into it. Um, Watch us on YouTube. We published the video of these things. Um, see the painting? If, yeah, you can see the painting. You can see the awesome <clears throat> painting. See if you can spot Drew in the painting as he's celebrating uh, a national championship for the 2005 um, Texas Longhorns team. But, yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a nice rating review on Apple Podcasts. It, it helps people discover it more often, kind of gets it a little more love in the algorithm and all that sort of stuff. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter, follow five Tool on Twitter everywhere. Um, and also on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, really cool. Like the guys from Arizona got some awesome stuff from, from Gavin Turley's monster night, the state title game out in Arizona. He's a top 100 yeah. movie draft prospect. Um, so that's the type of stuff that we're posting on YouTube, some really cool highlights of some standout performances, but, uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, early next week after all these high school playoff games. And until then, take care.